Welcome to episode 48 of the Princeton Podcast, produced by the podcast production team at HG Media, providing audio and video production services here in Princeton since 1999. In this episode, our Princeton Podcast host, Mayor Mark Frieda, welcomed James Dimitriadis, Penn Medicine Princeton Health CEO. James discussed the history of the Princeton Medical Center and its move from downtown Princeton to its current location on Route 1, allowing for its expansion to serve nearly 60,000 patient visits per year. James also reviewed the expanded services now offered by Penn Medicine Princeton Health System and those currently under development, including a new cancer center. Mark and James also discussed the changing career of nurses, and Mark shared the story of his mother's career as a nurse for 40 years at the Princeton Hospital when it was located downtown. The Penn Medicine Princeton Health System touches the lives of nearly all Princeton residents. So without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guest, James Dimitriadis, for episode 48 of the Princeton Podcast. James, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Mayor. It's uh, great to be here. So let me start off with uh, a question I get a lot. What is the correct name for the hospital now after the merger with Penn Medicine? Sure. Yeah. I get that question all the time as well. The hospital is now Penn Medicine, Princeton Medical Center. The name of the system, which includes Princeton House Behavioral Health here in town, our employed physician group, our ambulatory surgery centers, our outpatient services and rehab services is Penn Medicine, Princeton Health. So the medical center is the anchor, Princeton Medical Center. The larger system is Penn Medicine, Princeton Health. Thank you. That's great. So the move to Plainsboro for the hospital seems to have allowed for a lot of growth and improvement. Uh, so tell us what the move meant to the future of the hospital versus staying in Princeton. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Well, the move allowed us to do really a number of things. Uh, first, uh, which I think is really critical, provide each inpatient with a, a single patient room, which definitely enhances comfort and privacy. We are able to uh, serve more patients in a expanded emergency department, uh, additional and larger operating rooms that are equipped with uh, the most advanced technology such as robotics, add more advanced technology in areas like radiation, oncology, radiology, just to name a few, and to provide really more of a one-stop experience for patients because Many more doctors now have offices right on the campus in our medical arts pavilion, so patients can see their doctor, they can have their imaging studies uh, in radiology right on site, and all the other wraparound services like laboratory and so on and so forth. That's great. Thank you. Um, so that really helps explain, you know, the, what Penn Medicine... Well, let me, let, me, let me ask it a different way. Mm -hmm. So having all, that, all those services there is great. But I guess now that you're merged with Penn Medicine, in my mind, that takes you up another notch. So can you explain, like, if I'm the average patient showing up, what is the advantage to me that you're now teamed up with Penn Medicine? Yeah, yeah. Since becoming part of Penn Medicine, our, our patients, I think, have benefited in a, a number of ways. Patients with cancer, as an example, now have greater access to participate in clinical trials for new advanced treatments because Penn is really renowned in, uh, in, uh, as a research center. Patients who need complex advanced emergency care that we don't provide locally at Princeton can be transported to Penn Medicine in Philadelphia by helicopter. We added a helipad recently. 
We have had patients leave our hospital and be in the OR in Philadelphia in 23 minutes. We've attracted more specialists onto our medical staff so that patients can receive specialty care much closer to home. Uh, gynecologic oncology is just one example of, of a, a specialty that we've brought on board in the last several months. And what we learned from the pandemic, patients do not want to travel for medical care. They want care in their community. Um, some specialists from Penn Medicine in Philadelphia see patients on a regular basis at Princeton. These include kidney and liver transplant surgeons, uh, neurologists who specialize in Parkinson's disease, essential tremor and other movement disorders, just to name a few. And due to the size of, of uh, Penn Medicine, we've been able to participate uh, in group purchasing arrangements for supplies and other things that have enabled us to cut our operating costs and continue to have more funds to invest in technology, program development, including new services and expanding those services, which we already do well. So um, as you mentioned, like in the, one of the first questions I asked about, it's more than just a hospital, it's a whole healthcare system. So um, to, my, to my eye, it seems like your healthcare system has really grown quite a bit. Uh, so can you just elaborate a little bit more on all that's involved in the healthcare system now? Sure, sure, absolutely. We are, yes, we are definitely a system within a system uh, here in, in New Jersey. So Princeton House Behavioral Health, which has inpatient and outpatient services, uh, both in Princeton and several outpatient uh, sites really throughout New Jersey, uh, is, is really uh, provides care to a critical and vulnerable uh, population in New Jersey. Our employed physician group, uh, Princeton Medicine Physicians, which includes over 200 primary care physicians and specialists in practices throughout central New Jersey as well. We have uh, two ambulatory surgery centers, one in Plainsboro, one in Monroe, and we also have a endoscopy center at 730 Alexander Road, which is a, a joint venture with uh, our physician colleagues. We have outpatient services such as lab and radiology. We have a number of outpatient rehab, uh, both physical and occupational therapy uh, services throughout the community. Home care and home health aid services are, are critical to our infrastructure. Our community wellness and engagement program, which provides more than 1,500 screenings, lectures, support groups, and other services each year, both in person and virtually. Uh, we continue, uh, despite being part of, of Penn, we are uh, and continue to be a teaching affiliate of the Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, training medical students, interns, and residents, uh, both on the medical and surgical side. And we also serve as a teaching site for student nurses and other healthcare professionals in training with academic institutions from across the state. <laughs> Just a small little community hospital. Right, Not exactly. much going on here. <laughs> exactly. Jeez, oh man. Um, you mentioned how you're in a lot of different communities. Is there more you can tell us about that? I mean, is there, there's that, should I just go to the next? Or I think you pretty much exhausted that one. Yeah. I mean, what I will say is that uh, Princeton, you know, we have been really focused and, and in our meetings, we've talked about our focus on our primary service area, which is about a 10 to 12 mile radius around the hospital. Uh, you know, we've been on our new campus for 12 years. And as we look to the future, expanding out into our secondary 
and tertiary markets. So we opened offices this year in, uh, in Hillsboro. We opened an office in Pennington. We opened an office in, uh, in Lawrenceville. Uh, we expanded our presence uh, in Robbinsville. So not only are we, um, are we focused on uh, certainly the, uh, the, the Princeton and Plainsboro proper community, uh, we're definitely expanding our geographic footprint as we continue to grow. Thanks. That's pretty impressive. And I think for as, as somebody that's been associated with the hospital for a long time, my mother was a, a nurse at the hospital for 40 some years. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I'd like to, like to know the hospital's doing well and, and growing and, uh, and doing what's best for people in the region. Um, so uh, let me ask you this one, changing uh, gears a little bit. How long have you been uh, CEO at... Uh, medicine princeton health now yeah um it, it seems like uh it, it seems like it was just uh yesterday when i was appointed but uh i've been ceo uh it'll be three years march 1st wow yeah boy that goes quick yes it does go quick <laughs> <laughs> um and i think you were you you were at the in the healthcare system or the hospital whichever the, i'm going to use those terms sure who knows which one i really mean when i say it but anyway you've been there for a while before you were CEO, I, I've been with uh, I've been with Princeton for uh, about twenty years. Yeah, so I really, from a career perspective, and uh, you know, it, few people have the opportunity to say this, but I've really grown up starting in the finance department at Princeton and have worked my way up uh, th through the, the the ranks of the organization and. Uh, I've been fortunate to serve in, uh, in a number of roles, uh, most recently as chief operating officer for several years. And then I was fortunate enough to get the nod to, uh, to serve as CEO. That's great. I think in your position, having all that prior experience and knowledge has got to be just a, a tremendous help to you. It is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what's kept me at, at, uh, at Princeton for, uh, for 20 years is, is, is really the work family, the, the people in our organization. I think it makes all the difference. It is it defines who and what we are at Princeton, and that's that's really why I uh, look forward to getting up and going to work every day. That's great. So, I mean, 20 years there at Princeton, so you can't have worked for much more before that because you're such a young young man. So, but let's just, just in case you were at any other healthcare organizations, were you anywhere else before I, Princeton? Yes, I was. Um, so, Immediately after uh, after college, uh, where I was the rare breed that uh, that actually majored in hospital administration when it was called hospital administration, I went into the for profit sector for a couple of years, uh, working for a for profit uh, provider of rehab, ambulatory surgery, and ambulatory diagnostic services. Did that for, uh, as I mentioned, about three years, and then. Uh, you know, I started looking, wanting to get into a, into a hospital setting, and I stumbled on a small, sleepy hospital in downtown Princeton, <laughs> then called the, uh, the medical center at Princeton, yeah. uh, and was there for a number of years. And then I actually had, uh, despite of the fact that I'd been there for, uh, for just about 20, I had a break in service for two years where I ran, went to uh, the Reading Hospital and Health Network, and mm -hmm. I was there for about two years did that to, to break into the vice president ranks. And if you ask our former CEO, Barry Rabner, he will say, I quickly found the error in my ways and came, <laughs> came running back. Uh, when in fact, that was 
right when we were starting the new hospital project, had the opportunity to help lead uh, the transition of our healthcare system to the new campus, the new building. And I just, I couldn't give up the prospect of doing that. Yeah. What a great, what a great yeah. project to be involved in. Once, yeah, that's like a once in a career oh, yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to beat that. Um, so it seems that the nature of attracting and retaining nurses is very different today than it, than it was just a, a decade or two ago. How, can you talk to us about that? What kind of challenge is that? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, uh, the, the, the profession of nursing uh, has, has really evolved. I know your mom was a, was a nurse for 40 years, but you know, the, the regulatory environment has changed. Uh, certainly, I think the work-life balance that, uh, that new nurses going into practice has, has really changed. Um, I think we are evolving uh, with, with, the, with the current times. You know, nurses want to work in an environment where clinical excellence is a priority. And there are opportunities at Princeton for professional development, for career advancement. We recognize this and we really pride ourselves on, on providing this type of environment. We have repeatedly earned designation as a magnet organization, which is really the gold, standing for, gold standard for, uh, for nursing excellence. We earned our, our third magnet designation in 2022, and that's really based on exceptional quality, patient experience, our outcomes documented in what is an extensive magnet application and a, uh, a three-day uh, site visit. There's only a, about 180 hospitals uh, in the country. Less than 4% of hospitals nationwide have earned this designation three or more times. So we're really proud. Um, but yeah, definitely the, we have seen a, a notice, noticeable change in the, uh, in the environment uh, uh, since the, the start of the pandemic, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and the nursing staff is obviously critical to to any hospital, not just not just yours. So, what one connection? One other connection I noticed as I reminisce about things. Um, you went to the University of Scranton, I'm, I believe. I did. And interestingly enough, my my mother is from Scranton. Okay. And she did went not to know the, that. She yeah, she went to nursing school there. And when she decided to come to Princeton, uh, it was not just her, but it was a whole group of nurses from her graduating class all came here okay all started working at princeton the then princeton hospital mm -hmm. and stayed here for for decades mm -hmm. so i just kind of point out the difference i don't think you're going to get too many groups of nurses that are all from one graduating class pop up one day and say oh yeah we're all going to work here and then stay there for decades i, I, I would absolutely love for that to happen <laughs> but i think it, it is it is a bit unlikely yeah yeah things have changed um do you have plans for or does the healthcare system have plans for a greater presence in Princeton going forward? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Route one is definitely uh, the Great Divide yeah. between uh, between Princeton and Plainsboro, and we we made the move to centralize the hospital in our broader market, which is which has been good for the organization. Yeah. That said, we know that there are gaps in downtown Princeton, and we are in the process. We have. Already, one of our most uh, most uh, uh, I'll say busiest primary care providers uh, practices 
in downtown Princeton. We're adding specialty services to that location. We have GI, we have cardiology uh, in that practice now, but we are seeking additional uh, opportunities related to real estate to really expand our geographic footprint. We're working with, uh, with a broker, a real estate broker to, to identify uh, larger, uh, a larger space so that we can bring greater specialty services and certainly have a greater presence uh, in downtown Princeton. That's great. I'm happy to hear that. Um, cancer Center, is that something underway now on, the, on your property in Plainsboro? The planning is. The plan is. Yes. So we are, uh, we are in the, the midst of uh, design for a uh, comprehensive cancer center on the, uh, on the property. Uh, it's going through the approval channels with, uh, with the university. We are, I'll call it, in the schematic design phase. It's spec'd out to be about 180,000 square foot building, bring all services under one roof to really provide a comprehensive approach to cancer. Right now, our patients go from office to office. Patients deal with different medical records. We wanna take that burden off of our patients and give them one central location to come for comprehensive cancer care. It's synonymous with the brand that is Penn Medicine. It is where they excel as, a, uh, as an organization. So knowing that Patients do not want to travel more than 15 miles from their home mm. for care. We think that there is a significant need to provide that level of service to the residents of Princeton and the greater Mercer Middlesex County areas. Yeah, I think that would be a great improvement for everybody in the area. James, let me ask you another question. So I know that parking sometimes is an issue in town. I can't imagine why, but how's parking out at the, uh, out at the hospital? Not good. <laughs> it is. It is. It is one of our major challenges. So we're doing a couple of things right now. We uh, we number our parking lots, and we are right now expanding one of our primary lots. It's called the P10 lot. So if you if you've spent any time on campus or you drive by, you see a lot of uh, construction equipment, a lot of excavators that are moving dirt around on the campus. So that is going to add surface parking uh, to the campus with a, with a pretty generous hike to our, to our building. So that will likely be uh, for, or primarily for uh, staff parking. More importantly, and what everybody cares about, is we are building a five-story uh, parking garage on the campus with about 1,300 spaces. That's about a $56 million project, mm. if you can believe that. That has been approved by Plainsboro. So we are in the design development phase of that, working with the, uh, with the uh, precast company to, to really design how that structure will function. But that finally will, will bring the much needed relief that, uh, that exists on our campus for parking. So, so everybody is excited to hear that news. I'm sure, that, I'm sure they are. And the good news is, A, you're going to help with parking, but B, the fact that you need to solve a parking problem. Correct. That's, that's a great. That's a great problem to have. Correct. And by the way, parking will be free. They're they're critical. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about the nonprofit foundation that helps to support Penn Medicine Princeton Health? What is it? What does it absolutely. do? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, the Princeton Medical Center Foundation uh, was established in 
1978 uh, to really financially support and promote the mission of the system, the hospital, Princeton House, all the entities that we talked about. Charitable gifts are applied to the most pressing needs, whether it be for clinical equipment, new uh, clinical facilities at Princeton Medical Center, other operating units like Princeton Health, as I, uh, as I mentioned. Gifts are not used to underwrite simply operating expenses like salaries and supplies. In recent years, gifts uh, included uh, you know, support for uh, the expansion of uh, Princeton House Behavioral Health, the Institute for Nursing Excellence, our Women's Health Program, Advanced Technology, the new Geriatric Oncology Program, Clinical and Pastoral Education, and the residency program that we have. A very interesting project in 2022 was, uh, is called Project Thrive, which is really, it's focused on tackling social determinants of health for our employees, mm -hmm. which I think is, is really incredible and you know, sets us apart from a, a lot of employers. And um, just other areas in which we can expand and we can, uh, we can move forward the mission of the hospital and the health system. That's great. Really, it's really, it's really incredible just how supportive our community has been to the foundation, both from a programmatic perspective and from a brick and mortar perspective. When we opened the new hospital, we raised $171 million for, uh, for that building. So it's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So uh, let, let's assume that I'm somebody and I have no idea about the foundation prior to hearing you talk about it. H how do I support the foundation? What do I, what do I do? Sure. I'm happy to take a check today. <laughs> um, no, there are many ways um, to, to support the foundation. You can make a, a one-time or annual gift online or by check. Uh, another option is to include the foundation in your will as part of your state planning. Uh, the experts at the foundation, uh, we, can, we, can, uh, we can line you up with those folks and they can discuss uh, how to do this so that there is a definitely a positive impact on on taxes and a, a way to, uh, to to plan to to support the community. Thank you. You know, I remember speaking about supporting the hospital a very long time ago. There used to be an annual event called the Hospital Fet mm -hmm. out on Washington Road. Yeah, where the university is now building a whole lot of buildings. Yep, and uh, that used to be a big used to be a big community event at one time. Yeah, Everybody was. would show up out there and uh, a lot a lot of good times. So. That, you know, it's 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 good to see that through the foundation, a lot of people are still supporting the hospital, even though they can't go out to the Washington Road fields and ride yeah. around on a fire truck or uh, or eat uh, eat their favorite food out there. Um, so, what else is on the horizon? What 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 else is coming up? Yeah. So uh, so definitely, we talked about. Uh, we talked about the, the geographic expansion of the organization. That, that's really where we're focused right now. Um, we wanna get beyond our, our primary service area and, and get to other markets that are, that are underserved right now. The other area is to really continue to, uh, to expand the disciplines that we have within the, uh, within the, the healthcare system. So, we want to continue to work extremely closely with, uh, with uh, Penn Medicine to recruit 
the best and brightest into uh, into the uh, locally into uh, the Princeton system so that we can expand our program offering. We want to increase the complexity of services that we provide. And in order to do that, it's, it's really being able to recruit the, the best and brightest into, uh, into the organization. And also simultaneously work with our local physicians, our private practice physicians to help them build. Uh, we work closely with a, a couple of different support mechanisms that we have so that we're not only growing uh, our employed provider network, but we're working with our private practice physicians to be able to organically grow their practices. When they thrive, we thrive. Mm -hmm. So definitely that, that, that's a piece as well. Uh, and then I think really a continued focus on, um, on clinical quality, you know, we have now been ranked uh, five stars from CMS. Uh, that just uh, was uh, released in the fall. We we're one of five hospitals that is a, a five-star CMS-rated facility. Several years ago, we put a, a flag in the ground that uh, we will be the quality leader in the region and really define ourselves by the quality of care we provide. So a lot of effort is going into that. Um, we are a leapfrog A rated facility and have been for the past two years up from B, uh, prior to that. So quality is, is, is really key to, to who and what we are. And then I'll say, and you brought this up, Mayor, aside from building medical staff capabilities, continuing to, to really focus on our people and not just from a physician perspective, but from a, from a nursing, from an, from an environmental services, a dietary, uh, our radiology disciplines, laboratory medicine, making Princeton a great place to work and being able to recruit the best and brightest will shore up our future mm -hmm. as an organization. James, I want to thank you very much for being with us today. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you for joining us for the 48th episode of the Princeton Podcast, produced by the podcast production team at HG Media, providing audio and video production services here in Princeton since 1999. If you enjoyed this episode of the Princeton Podcast, please share it with your friends. Visit our website at princetonpodcast.com and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts.